You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We're your hosts, Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman. Welcome back to the party, Heart fam. If you haven't taken yet two seconds and you're genuinely loving the show, please, if you would, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It truly helps us out so much and you just would rock for doing so. All right. Today's show is for everyone out there wanting to or currently starting or running a product shop online. We had the pleasure of chatting with Kate Fontenot, the founder and lead designer and developer at Kate Studio, where she works with women from all over the world to launch and scale their digital brands. Kate began her agency seven years ago after leaving a career in retail with a laptop, a baby on her lap, and a goal to help women online launch without unnecessary stress. Over the last seven years, she and her team have launched over 100 websites on Shopify, ShowIt, WordPress, as well as numerous courses for clients on Kajabi. Kate specializes in building out custom product shops on Shopify, and boy, did we dive deep with her on the topic of all things online product shops and Shopify. Today's episode is a goldmine for our product and digital product shop owners. So whether you're brand new to the idea of a product shop or you've been at it for a few years and are ready to take your shop to the next level, Kate covers everything you need to know about creating, launching, and scaling a shop that stands out and sells. Now, if you're ready to learn from the inside woman on all things Shopify and product shops, what to know when first starting, should you hire a designer right off the bat, or should you start with physical or digital products, or what even is the difference, and what pages or sections should you even have on your online shop, and just so, so, so much more, then this episode is full of so much information that you're probably going to honestly need to rewind and take a few notes. So get out that notebook, and let's get started chatting all things product shops. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Hey, welcome to the show. We're so freaking stoked for this conversation. I am so excited to be here. You have no idea. Oh, it's going to be so fun. Okay, yes. so for our audience who might not know who you are, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and what, I guess, got you to where you are today? So drop all yeah. the all the tea. <laughs> Yes, I'm here for that. So I am Kate Fontenot. I live in the outskirts of Dallas and I am a mom to a little boy. He's almost seven. And then I'm about to have another baby, which is so wild. We are a traveling family. My husband is in the airlines, which has had us moving a lot. So, which is so much of my story and how I got here um, throughout parenting and lifestyle with aviation but I own a web design and branding studio, and we primarily work with e-commerce businesses, specifically with Shopify. I never expected to be here, and I could probably give you a 4,000-hour synopsis, but I will try not to drag you too long. Um, essentially, I didn't know that there was anything like what I do right now. I didn't think that there was a market for it at all. I thought that me being a nerd and liking to make pretty things was just fun. Yeah. So I um, graduated, went into college, decided I wanted to be marine biologist because I loved the ocean. Oh, wow. And yeah, very random and very far, completely far away from what I do now. But I ended up the first day of college, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this, I met who is now my husband. And so my journey instantly changed. And I started seeing things in a whole different light as to what my dreams might be. I had no idea what I wanted to do with my degree and ended up going into marketing and just really wanted to go into advertising, but realizing that the market was horrific when I graduated college, I ended up going into retail. And so I spent retail, I spent years in retail and I went from sales to management to assistant buying, ended up taking over like their social media, all of that. And I fell in love with it. You know, to me, there's so much in retail that's it's driven by passion and being yeah. able to like 
be with customers one-on-one and meet them where they're at. You sort of are like their therapist at times, but it's really fun. Yeah. You know, you really do feel like you are because people come in and they're looking to you to make their day better. Yeah. So whenever I had my son, I just, I couldn't do that anymore. It was just a six, yeah. 60 to 70 hour work week. And oh, it was a lot. And I had decided that I wanted to start an online boutique just for fun to keep myself busy. Wow. And that ended up evolving into a plethora of shop owners reaching out, asking like, who did your website? Who, you know, does your social media? And I, to me, I had done those things for so long. I taught myself how to code for fun. I'm such a nerd. And wow. I'm such a nerd. You have no idea. But I had <laughs> taught myself all of that stuff. And so when I started getting emails from other shop owners asking who did it, I'm like, come on, duh, it was me. Like that's who, you don't hire people for this stuff. And wow. overnight, yeah, I mean, I got so many of those emails. I told my husband, I think this is where I should run with it. And literally maybe right at seven years ago, I closed my online boutique overnight and Whoa. started this web design and development company and just ran with it. I had no idea what I was going to do with it. Wow. But I just, I had a passion for helping other women and helping them launch online a little bit more simplistically to where it wasn't so stressful yeah. And here I am. It's just, it's crazy how I've gotten here <laughs> in wow. the last six and a half years. Wow. Man, that's a wild story. <laughs> I know. Marine biologist. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I could go for like 4,000 hours, no joke, with this whole long story. Um, but yeah, I wanted to be a marine biologist. I even had a inter- like an internship lined up at SeaWorld for the following summer. Wow. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. <laughs> Oh, don't you love it when the plans change and then honestly, life is better than you probably ever dreamed. And you're just like, this is not what I pictured, but it's so much better. Not at all. I never envisioned a single inch of this. I yeah. thought I would be at like an office job somewhere working for someone else. You know, yeah. I never envisioned this. Yeah. Oh, no, I love a good plot twist. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. I love the direction that you took with your web design company and just like specializing in product shops, specifically on Shopify. So I want to like deep dive off the end of the diving board into that whole thing. Yeah. So for anybody that's done it, I think launching a product shop is literally so daunting. And yeah. so yes. like there's so yes. many things. So maybe this is kind of a loaded question and might take us a while. So just feel free to tell me to shove it if it's too much. But <laughs> could you give us like an overview or like a brief timeline or rundown of what that process looks like of creating a, a product shop and what like step-by-step approach would you take with it? Yeah. So I think it really depends on what kind of shop you're trying to launch and where, where your budget is with that. So if you're trying to launch some significantly large custom developed site, that can take sometimes up to three months, but that's also not including your products. So you really want to take the time to figure out what kind of products you're going to have on your site, what you really want your site to be like, um, who you're trying to market to, all of that stuff before you ever reach out to a team. But if you're someone who has a lower budget, which is totally fine, and you're ready to just get it up and running, it can take sometimes just a few weeks. The biggest part of that is just getting your products in your hands and getting the photographs and the content ready to go. So it really kind of varies. But yeah, I always tell people before you dive in deep, really get an idea of what you're going to be selling. Like, what is it? Be very specific. Um, Get very clear on your audience and get really clear on your goals and your timeline. Because I think that that significantly makes such a difference when you're launching. If you don't have a significant timeline set or real ideas of what you want the site to even look like or, you know, be like or who you're going to talk to, that timeline will be drawn out sometimes five, six months. Yeah. 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 It's it's crazy. When you have the clarity, you're able to communicate it with your designer and your team in a way that everything just clicks into place. Whereas if you don't even know what you want, you're not going to be able to communicate that to somebody else. And then it just gets messy. (laughs) Yes. And then you're backtracking because you don't really know what you want and you're changing your mind and it's just, yeah, it's such a mess. So I definitely... It can take a few months. We usually take around like two months to get a custom developed site up. But again, for those who just want to launch really quickly, you can launch within a few weeks on Shopify. It's great. Amazing. This is like maybe a dumb question just because I've used Shopify, but I use it in conjunction with our, my web platform show it. Um, and the heart, the heart does it as well. But so when you say a custom designed out site on Shopify, correct me if I'm wrong, 
but because you can create websites and and obviously product shops on Shopify, but and this is clearly what you do. So just clarify for me, <laughs> like <laughs> h- how do you basically you go into the back end of Shopify and code it? Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, so we would basically design the whole thing. And then once it's approved, we build out the entire thing from scratch. So when we start, it is a literal white page. And we build out the whole thing. So um, I would say like 90% of our clients are completely custom coded and which in layman terms just makes them incredibly unique. And it means that someone will go to your site and they won't even realize it's Shopify because it looks so unique. I was going to say, because usually I feel like Shopify, just the basic template has like a look to it. It does. Yeah, it yeah. really does. It does. Um, a good example of that, I think, would be Jordan Dooley, one of our clients. Yeah. Hers is absolutely custom. And it's one of those things where you don't really realize it's Shopify because it's so yeah. unique. But once you start digging deep, you're like, okay, maybe, you know, maybe this is Shopify. That's what she's using. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And isn't like a custom coded site on Shopify that that gives you like the full spectrum of the actual like Shopify software and program that is just like a powerhouse for a product shop owner, correct? Absolutely. I mean, you get access to everything regardless, but I will say when you can work with a developer to kind of expand on your needs and make something super custom, you really are able to make something that speaks to your audience and has a different level of functionality, mm-hmm. um, you know, like wholesale or whatever that could be. There's so much you can do with a developer to really make yeah. it completely accessible for you. Yeah. Um, okay, wait, I want to clarify because this is actually something then that I... I'm like, do I, do I actually know that? Or is that false information <laughs> that I have in my head? So when it comes to like a custom coded site, cause there's Shopify like light, which is basically like the, the non custom coded site version of utilizing the Shopify software and program on the back end, not necessarily yes. the front website. But then when you have a custom coded Shopify, like front end, like website, can is that not then Shopify Pro or do, can you still do a custom coded site with Shopify Lite? So you cannot do a custom coded site with Shopify Lite. Um, okay. I believe that's like $7 a month. And that's really for, like Lindsay was saying, with the Heart University, y'all basically sell through Show It. That allows right. you to basically have a button. So you get access to your dashboard and your inventory, but you don't have access to a homepage or actual physical website. But it's really seamless in the way your customers feel like they're kind of going through this process where they click a button through your website, they go straight to checkout, and it's like a no-brainer. It's super easy. So you don't yeah. get any kind of website with it, but you do get the dashboard. But with well, anything above that, I think it starts at $29.99 a month you can get access to everything. And a developer can create something super custom on all of those platforms. Amazing. Above that light program. Cool. Okay. Well, then I wasn't too far off base. No, no, you were (laughs) awesome. That's perfect. You got it. I love it. Okay. Well, just the follow-up question of like, why do you use Shopify? Like, what's the benefit of hosting your shop there versus somewhere else? Yeah. So I think my answer to that would be so different than anyone else who works in Shopify. And it's because I had used it before I ever started our company. I had used it for our online boutique and I had used it for the company I'd worked for before. And I fell in love with it from a retailer's perspective. The dashboard was so easy to use. It was exactly what you needed as a retailer versus like WooCommerce and WordPress, which is super clunky, really buggy. It has so much going on all the time. Um, I felt like Shopify just had what you needed and it was in layman terms and Mm -hmm. it was so simplistic. Yeah. Aside from that, they have so many apps that you can use to kind of whatever it is that you want to add to your site. So if you are on a really low budget and you want to be able to add reviews, they have a free app. You know, there's so much they can offer you um, with less of an investment, but also they have no downtime with their server. Whereas other hosted websites, they have glitches and bugs and you need updates and all of these things. Shopify doesn't have any of that. And their customer service is beyond beyond. Amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's I've experienced amazing. that with Shopify. <laughs> their, their customer service is incredible. You have a question, you're just like, hey, and they're like, yep, we got you. <laughs> yes. They're so helpful. Even for me, sometimes there is something we cannot figure out in their dashboard because maybe they were working on changing something around and I'll just shoot them a quick message and they have it fixed so fast and wow. they're awesome. That's amazing. I, I love, love that. that you mentioned all the apps that you can use within yeah. Shopify too, just because I've, I've had to use or not even had wanted to use, like you can add like reviews and like all these different things that you said to 
customize your site so beautifully. And I just yeah. think it, it, whether you're selling digital products or physical products, like product shop, online co- commerce, like Shopify is just... It's the so way to go. It's, it's, yeah, it's the way to go. Um, I have a question though. For a beginner that's like just starting, maybe they're starting like an Etsy shop that they want to move onto their own platform and they're selling, I don't know, like like digital prints or not even digital yeah. prints, like physical prints, like a, like a hand lettering. Or, I don't know. I'm just thinking of a something uh, off the top <laughs> of my head. <laughs> Would you recommend somebody that's like just wanting to build out their site? Do you recommend them hiring like, a dis- which maybe this is like a biased question because you are obviously this. Um, but <laughs> like, do you recommend them straight out of the gate hiring a custom designer that could build out that Shopify that makes it look like really good? Or is there any capability for a baby beginner to like make their own stuff in Shopify? Like, is that even a possibility? Just I'm just trying to think of the beginners that are like, hey, I want to start a product shop. Like, where do I even begin? Yeah. And I will tell you, my answer is going to completely surprise you because I am biased, (laughs) but I will tell you at the same time, I'm also really budget. I'm like a budgeter and I'm all, all about money. I don't think it's smart for someone who is trying to get a site up immediately as fast as they can on a lower budget to invest five figures into a website first off. What yeah. my suggestion would be, if whether you're transferring from Etsy or WordPress or wherever, or you're brand new, either way, I think what's best, if you don't have the investment and you don't really have the clarity around what your business is going to be even selling or doing in the long run, go on Shopify. You know, it's a two-week free trial. Um, you have, I think it's like 10 to 15 free themes you can play with, which mm-hmm. have so much potential if you have really good photography and you kind of have an idea of what you want it to look like. So much potential. And they're totally free. So you can get a website up and running ASAP and just be done with it. And then you can always go back and hire someone after. You know, once you've had the, the you know, initial profit rolling in and you get more clarity around what it is you even want to be selling or doing in the long run, you can hire a designer developer after that to build off of what you have. So you could have a free theme and you could have it for three years and then decide you want to build out a custom homepage to make it look more unique. And we're here for that. So you don't have to just dive in and, and, you know, spend every single bit of your investment. And I don't recommend doing that because that's so much money you could pour into your actual products in your company and advertising. Yeah. I think that's freeing for anybody that is a beginner to even just hear you say that, to be like, oh, okay, I don't have to spend 20K immediately out right. the gate. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes. yeah. It's it's worthwhile at, at a stage in your business. But if you're like just getting started in your business, that's not necessarily the automatic first step you can, you know, utilize. Like, like you're saying, like, that's just so powerful to hear like a, a custom code, like Shopify designer be like, maybe don't right away. And, yes. you know, start smaller, start with a, with a theme or a, or a template or something and figure out your process, nail down your product, serve your customers well with your product, and then come back when you're ready to like take it to the next level. Exactly. And I think too, just watching so many small businesses over time, where they begin is never where they end. They're constantly yeah. evolving. And I it breaks my heart when I get emails from people who say they've invested, you know, five figures upwards of like you said 2025 into a website that doesn't fit their current needs and had no real vision or goal in mind. It was just a website. Yeah. You know, and now yeah. they're having to totally revamp it because they're not even where they were when they started and they have so much more clarity. It's just so much more, um, I think it's just a smarter move to just wait. Save that investment, do what you can with what you have, and then use that clarity you have even after six months to then find someone. And I will say too, from any designer's perspective, any developer's perspective, it's so much more helpful on our end to know what your issues are at that point in your business, where you want to go, what your goals are. You just have so much more to offer us so that we can help you get to where you want to go at that point. Okay, I, I have a follow-up that. question yeah. to that. Uh, say somebody just started out and they are doing it on their own. What are the signs to look out for when of when they should be ready to then hire a custom like designer to build it out fully? Like, are there any markers or like guideposts or signs of like, oh, okay, this is happening. Like, I think it's time to hire a designer and actually fully like custom build this out. Yes. So two things that I always look for. One is a really slow website, which if that's the case, it can be combated a little bit. You can 
talk with somebody and you can go through and maybe your images need to be resized or something and you can try to kind of make it work. Um, but I would say definitely a slow website. And I would say where no one's completing checkout. If you had this really great launch and then all of a sudden it's starting to kind of go downhill and you're getting emails of, you know, your website being down or there being issues with your checkout area or something, that's when you definitely want to reach out to someone. And again, it doesn't have to be a whole makeover. But when you have an idea of what those issues are, you're allowing a designer developer to really hone in on them and work with you step-by-step to fix them. Yeah. Well, I would love to hear, because we kind of like touched a little bit on this of just saying, you know, oh, if your website's doing this, you're probably not going to be getting sales. Like if it's crashing or if it's loading super slow. But other than that, like for the the product shops out there who are fighting to kind of create that brand recognition and that that customer base and all of that, what are a few ways that a product shop can stand out online in such a saturated market and kind of showcase like the uniqueness of their products or why somebody should invest in them? I love this question. So, so often I'll talk to clients and their main fear is just showing up Because there's this disconnect between I have a product and I'm a person, but I am not my product. And so a lot of people don't want to show up on social media. They don't want to show their face. And so they make the mistake of just being like, here's the product, here's where you can purchase it. I think first and foremost, the best way that you can stand out, especially in today's market, is by letting people in and letting them know your story. And that does not mean that you have to you know, tell them all your dirty details and, you know, air all of your laundry, but at least letting them understand who you are and and what you stand for and your passion behind your business, because it makes customers want, they want to buy from you because they value what you value or they believe in what you believe in, or they support you because they feel like they just adore you because they think they're already friends with you, you know, from social media. And so I would say first and foremost, number one, you have to show up as yourself. And that could be through you know, showcasing your product and talking about it on Instagram stories or showing yourself in reels every once in a while with your products and making your name known with your brand. It just gives it that personable feel. I am so glad we're talking about this (laughs) because I, I feel like me and Evie started in photography. And so we're coming at entrepreneurship originally from a service-based perspective. So we always have been on the on the train of like, show up, have that connection, show your personal face, branding. like personal branding. And I think a lot of times people that are on the product side of entrepreneurship think that that doesn't apply to them or think yeah. that like, oh, well, because I'm selling a physical product or even a digital product, heck, it doesn't matter. They, they think like, oh, I'm not the person like giving an experience because it's not a service. Therefore, I don't need to show up or therefore like my face and my story or the, just the creator behind the product doesn't matter. And I'm just so glad that you squashed that <laughs> because it's so true. And like, it, it's the exact same principle, whether it's service or whether it's product, like you want to make that connection. And I love the ideas that you even just gave of just like showing up in reels with your product and like showing the behind the scenes of creating it and just like, it showing up it yeah. point blank like it's such should a, not reiterate more yeah it really does make such a difference and and i've seen firsthand there are shop owners who absolutely refuse and their sales will not take off because they are just showing yeah. up to sell and people yeah. want that connection especially over the last year with covid they want connection they want to yeah. feel like you understand them and you understand their needs and you care enough to show up Um, you know, I just, and and then those who are showing up and sharing their story and getting to know their customers on a more personal basis, it makes them feel like they're walking into a home that they've been to a million times. Like, you know, I'm sure when the two of you walk into each other's homes, it's, it's like a no brainer. This is my extra home. Yeah. That's how people feel whenever they feel like they get to know the shop owner along with the shop, but there's a story behind it. And Mm. I think that's the number one thing I try to stress to our clients as much as I can, like, you have to show up. You have to, yeah. it's scary. It's so scary at first, but it's so worth it. And after the first few times of just jumping on stories or, you know, just sharing a photo of yourself and telling about your family or whatever that could be, that fear completely goes away. Completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like a our, our all mutual friend, Jordan Dooley, she just launched a, uh, not a notebook. Wow. A journal. Journal. Yeah. journal thank you. <laughs> journal. Um, 
And I was just, as you were talking, I was like, oh, she's doing a really, like, that's just one example of, yeah, it's a physical product. It's a journal, but she's still doing a really good job of like sharing the why behind why she even created it, which is very personal to her story. Yeah. And just like, even, I, I just think I literally today just saw a, which she's also in launch week right now, probably. So she that's is. probably why, but um, <laughs> you're like, I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh yeah. And it's her birthday, but just like her sharing the journal with her face on a reel. It's just like, there's so many things that you can do to share your story of your product, even if it's not something as personable as a journal. Still, it's like, there's so many things that you can do. Yeah, exactly. And it's not always easy. And I think a lot of times people will see someone else that just looks so comfortable and so at ease. But the thing is, they don't remember how long they've been doing that. Yeah. You know, like I've been showing up on Instagram for like almost eight years now. It's nothing yeah. for me. It's easy. But someone who's yeah. jumping in today, it's terrifying. It's confusing. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I think a lot of people get caught up in that. Just they're scared. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think it's it's like the first time you rode a bike, it was scary. The first time yeah. you drove, it was scary. The first time you learned how to swim, it was oh, scary. T- like Today, <laughs> I got stuck behind a, a student driver. I was no. like annoying. <laughs> But I, I get it. Like, you just saying that reminded me. I was like, oh, that was you, the first. That's their do first you time. remember, though? This is so off topic. But do you girls remember when you, like, first got behind the wheel for the first time, like, with your tents or whatever? And it was like, you were so overstimulated. You were, like, watching the lines of the road, watching for other cars, figuring out where your <laughs> foot went. With, like, I feel like there was so much. And now it's like we zone out while driving, which is yes. not safe. But it's, like... <laughs> it's a little terrifying also. You're like, oh, my gosh. I don't even remember the last five miles. That's a little scary. Yeah. No, like going. that's a, literally what I was about to say. I was like, you, you go home on autopilot and then you're in your driveway and you're like, how did I get here? Yeah, but that I feel like that's honestly such a good analogy of showing up online and showing up with your brand, showing up with like your your company. It's like when you first start doing it, you're trying to figure out the blinker and your brake and is your emergency brake on? And what what's going on with this curve? What does that sign mean? What is, where's that car going? Like there's so much in your in your mind. But then as you start doing it, it's like autopilot, you know, point A to point B, work to home. Like it's just like, you just drive, like it is what it is. So it takes practice and showing up and getting over that fear, but it's, it's become so much easier. It does. You just kind of fall into your own element. And, you know, there are times, even I work with clients who have been doing this for so long, and then they'll have something really personal and heartbreaking to share. And they're like, I don't want to share this. Yeah. Because it, it gets easier and then it'll get more difficult and that will yeah. get easier and you kind of grow on every single milestone and every day you show up, it gets, it gets better. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Hey, heart fam. We had to interrupt this episode real quick to share with you something that's revolutionized our workflow. Everyone always asks Evie and I what the number one investment is that we've made in our businesses. Without a doubt, the best investment we've ever made to get our life and time back is HoneyBook, a client relations management software. We both use HoneyBook every single day and legit could not live without it. It's an all-in-one project management tool that's designed specifically for creative entrepreneurs. I honestly don't know what I would do without HoneyBook. It streamlines everything. Email conversations, client workflow, contracts, invoicing, calendar integration. HoneyBook literally coordinates everything for my business. They thought of everything that a creative entrepreneur could need and combined it all in one place. From templates, brand customization, an app so that you can send invoices while you're on the go, all the way to the little ka-ching sound your phone makes every time you get paid, aka my favorite part, (laughs) HoneyBook gives you the ability to streamline an excellent client experience from your fingertips so you no longer have to spend 24-7 working in your business and you can finally get back to living your life instead. Guys, we know you're going to love HoneyBook just as much as we do. In addition to a free seven-day trial, we have an exclusive offer just for our podcast listeners. 50% off your first year of HoneyBook. Guys, that's a $200 value. All you have to do is go to share.honeybook.com slash heart and claim your discount. That's share.honeybook.com slash heart. Or you can check out the link in our show notes. If you're enjoying what you're getting in this podcast for free, then you're about to get your mind blown with what we offer in our educational courses. If you're ready to uplevel your business, serve your clients like never before and reach revenue goals that you barely dared to dream of, then we're ready to help. 
Our courses are packed full of tools, formulas, strategies, and resources to help you kick freaking butt in biz. Whether you choose the photo major, a complete course for photographers, or the content photo minor, a mini course on how to finally slay your content photos for your blog, Insta, headshots, whatever, you will walk away with more knowledge than you ever thought possible. And here's the reality. We are here to see you succeed always and forever. And that is why we created each and every one of these courses. To check them out for yourself, read the reviews and look at each course syllabus, go to theheartuniversity.com forward slash courses. That's theheartuniversity.com forward slash courses. I I have a question that's kind of weird. Well, it's not really weird. It's just, it's a question. <laughs> Where are you going with this? But I don't know. For someone, for someone that maybe doesn't have a shop yet, but wants to be a business owner and they're leaning more towards a product, whether physical or digital. Caitlin, do you, or Kate, you literally said call me totally Kate and then fine. I said your full name. Um, <laughs> do you have any- My mom will be proud. Like, okay, perfect. Uh, do you have any, like, I guess when you're first getting started, do you recommend getting into physical or digital products first? And then do you- find that you work with like one or the other more, especially on Shopify, because you can technically do both physical and digital on Shopify. Just do you have thoughts on like the advantages or disadvantages of physical versus digital? So I think it depends on your audience and your niche. And even if you don't have an audience yet, who you want your audience to be. If there is a possibility for you to create an ebook or presets or any of that, I say go for it because that is something that doesn't take a ton of investment and it can continuously sell forever. And mm-hmm. that could potentially fund your physical products later. So I mm. think if there is any sort of way that you can launch an ebook, no matter how low the offer is, I say go for it. Ebook, presets, um, any kind of thing like that, great. I think that would be great. Um, I would say the advantages of going digital first is just like I said, there's no investment. Yeah. I mean, and if there is, it's very tiny and it's probably your Shopify subscription and maybe a designer if you needed a designer, but you can go yeah. on a million different platforms and create an ebook and be done with it and launch the next day. I've seen yeah. success from both ends. We primarily work with physical product shops, but I've also seen people kind of tie in both beautifully together. And again, I think it just depends on your audience and your niche. And you yeah. would both do, you would do both of those on Shopify for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I love well, that. Oh, sorry. I thought you were going to say No, you're good. I heard you say a well, so I stopped. <laughs> I, I just, I was going to say, I love that you mentioned like if you can and, and also paying attention to your niche and your audience, even if you don't have one yet, but just, I think that's really important. Even for beginners that, that don't necessarily have an audience, like just looking into like, Hey, where, what do I want to do? Like, where do I want to go with, with whatever product I, I want to eventually sell and yeah. focusing on like what the market needs and what your like expertise is or what you could even build to be an expertise or not even an expertise, uh, a product. But mm-hmm. uh, I like that you mentioned almost if you can go digital first to fund then a future uh, physical product because the, there is more costs involved with physical like oh, yeah. manufacturing and fulfillment and all all the things that the you don't have to deal with with a digital <laughs> so product. Much. Yeah, and there's like the customer service is so much more minimal when you have digital products too. I mean, you have obviously an yeah. opportunity for your customers if they need you, but I have clients who have preset shops and the customer service that they have to manage is so minimal. So minimal in terms of like, unless someone needs help getting something set up or just like a small question versus my product is damaged. Yeah. You know, so I mean, I think there's so, so many, so many benefits to having digital first if you can. And again, it can be such a low offer. It doesn't have to be something that's crazy massive. I've seen people make millions off a $27 product, you know, so it doesn't matter how big it is or how expensive or inexpensive it is. You can go digital. I say go digital. It's so much yeah. less of a headache. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking as uh, somebody who has done both digital and physical, yes. <laughs> like, absolutely. Yes. 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 Evie's yes, like, yes, yes. I, I'm sitting here like, I did presets earlier this year. It was a breeze. And Evie's like, I just launched a swimsuit company. It was not a breeze. Oh my gosh. Also, congratulations because it looks amazing. Thank you. It's been literally two years of blood, sweat, and tears. So I know it. I know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You you get the back end even of like setting up like 97 SKUs, which, you know, you think you're starting small with like seven pieces and then it turns into 97 SKUs that you have to put in on the back end. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. 
Because if I don't know what you just said, then I sure as heck know that so many people listening didn't know. What's a SKU? It's like a barcode. It's a way oh, of tracking, okay. yeah, tracking your inventory. So it's usually a number or a number that's, you know, really long that has a bunch of letters in front of it. It kind of depends on what your system needs. Yeah. I mean, and Evie, I could totally relate because we have a client we're working with who has thousands and we had to go oh, through gosh. and manually change the inventory yep. for each one. And oh god. My hands ached for days, oh. but we're done. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know. It's like I we thought we were starting so small and then somebody asked me like early into the process, they were like, okay, so how many SKUs is that going to be? And I was like, I don't know. We have seven styles. And they're like, no, no, no. How many SKUs? Because SKUs, for anyone listening, like we have seven styles, yes. But we have those seven styles in like three to four colorways each. Yes. And then those three to four colorways each also come in like typically five different sizes each. So it's like five times four times seven, basically. <laughs> um, yes. And it just becomes chaotic. <laughs> Very chaotic. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I can't imagine yeah. a thousand. That just gave me shivers. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> it's interesting. It gets very interesting. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. But it's 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 good and it's worthwhile. So I also don't want at this podcast though to discourage somebody from, yes. you know, starting with a product or like a physical product if if that's their passion and that's their vision. Like I don't want anyone to, to turn yeah. and like change their plan to go towards digital. I think just recognizing like depending on your your model, it's just you have different obstacles and different hurdles and different like muscles that you'll have to strengthen in the process of, you know, figuring stuff out, but you have to figure stuff out either way. So <laughs> absolutely. Do and, it. You know, with like to kind of piggyback off that, if you are wanting to go for physical products, you know, it really does feel like such a journey, but you're learning so much along the way. And yeah. every launch after your first one is significantly easier yeah. So yeah, I mean, yes, if you have the investment, physical products, yes. To me, that's so much fun because you can touch them and you can photograph yeah. them and all this great stuff. Um, so yeah, I agree. I think either way is fantastic. And, and neither one is more intense than the other. They're both really a lot of work, but they're both worth yeah. it. Yes, I love that. Okay, so for the person who might be going straight for physical products and they have never touched like an online product shop before, what would you recommend doing first when it comes to setting up their shop online? Like, should they focus on product development, like first and foremost, or should they consider like, okay, I even need to figure out like how much a, a designer is going to cost or templates going to cost or take the Shopify free trial? Like, what would you recommend? So I will say the first thing, I would get really clear on what products you're selling what type, mm -hmm. even if it's just like a, a category of products. Because one thing I do notice is if someone jumps in and their goal is more so just money versus anything else, they start kind of bouncing all over the place. And they'll yeah. have a little bit of women, a little bit of kids, a lot of home, a little bit of jewelry, some soap, and it's just all over. Um, and it gets really hard for people to understand exactly what they're coming to you for. And it's really difficult for you to be able to sell one specific type of product because it's all over the place. It feels very yeah. jumbled to your audience. So that would be my first thing. Get really clear on what you're offering. Try to stick to that as closely as possible. It doesn't have to be a ton of products. We've had clients launch with like one or two products and they've done amazing because they're able to really get clear on what they're even talking about and why it's amazing. Um, and then we've had clients launch with thousands of products and that's great too. But I think number one is just to get so clear on your product. The second thing I would do is I would go ahead and think of a name and get your business information taken care of, your taxes, and get the domains taken care of immediately. Yes. The worst, biggest pain is to start working on it, get everything prepared on the website, and then you go to get the domain and it's not even existing in any yeah. form at all. So your business name, you can't even put that on your, you know, your, your URL. And that is such a pain, such a headache, and sometimes can cost thousands of dollars to buy it from whoever owns it. So yes, get your business taxes taken care of, your naming, and then get the domains purchased immediately. And then I think go into Shopify and set up a free trial. They only give mm -hmm. you two weeks. So I find that when people just dive in and do that first and then start worrying about their products and their domain, they kind of leave the site to itself and yeah. they waste all that time and then their trial is run out. And now they have to yeah. start from scratch and they lose everything. So yeah, yeah. I would say do that third 
and just be really realistic on what you actually need on your site. A lot of times people get sidetracked and they look at what other people are doing and they think they need that also. But in reality, I think it's so important to, again, think about your audience and what they need. So for example, a really great homepage, that's about page that really tells your story, has some photos of you or your team or your store or your mission and what you're hel- who you're helping and why. You know, if you're giving back to a community, um, great contact pages that tell how to return and all of that good stuff and answer questions. And then product descriptions that tell everything about your product. And then anything else beyond that is just a want. You don't necessarily need to dive into all of these massive pages. And I think a lot of people, they don't set timelines. They just set these visions and they look at what other shops are doing and they just want to do all the same things, not realizing that they've been in business for like 15 years, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah. and they've grown because of that. And they have so much clarity because they've been along this journey. Um, so yeah, I just think it's so important to make a timeline and really write out the exact things you need and what you need to do to get there versus all the extra like, you know, fluff and random things that aren't that important. Yeah. There are so many things that you just said that I want to cover. <laughs> oh yes. my Lord. You just gave so much freaking yes. gold. I, literally. Okay. Well, the your second point about the, the business name, I literally was just coaching uh, this... Uh, they're actually my interior designers, but I'm also coaching them. And they called their business Grace Interiors. And this was before they had a website. So this is not even like product at all. This is service. But just to the point of they they picked a business name and then like had been marketing under that. But then like when I was like, hey, like, okay, are you going to make a website? Like, let's go get your URL. Like Grace Interiors, obviously there's like a mil- bajillion yes. interior designer companies out there that already are named that. And so it was like, People, I think, forget to think about that when they're naming their business. Mm-hmm. And that's just like such an important thing. It's like, hey, if you actually want, which sucks that you have to almost focus on the URL on what you're yeah. actually going to name your business. But it's like, if you want the .com, you kind of have to think about that. Like, right. you yeah. kind of have so to like... It's so confusing to your audience if you don't capture that and you name it something completely different or you know, .au or .whatever it's actually throwing people off. People are going to be really right. And they're not going to find your website at all. Yeah. Like I've contemplated like business ideas that I want to start in the future. And I literally go look at Google domains and then yep. Instagram to see if Same. I can get. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like the first thing we check. <laughs> it's oh, so man. funny you say that. Cause I, I literally logged into my personal for like my company, our Google um, domains account. And I was like telling my husband, I'm like, John, uh, these are like three or four domains we had business ideas for. What's happening there? And he just started laughing. Because we, like, <laughs> we had the idea, I'm buying the domain as fast as I can. That's amazing. And they're so it's, affordable. They're like $9 yeah. a year or something crazy. Yeah. It's so true. Because it's the worst when it's taken yep. and then they're like reselling it for like $3,000 versus like $10 a year. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I had annoying. a lot of clients have to go through that. And that in itself, not even the money aspect, but just the process, it's such a pain. Yeah. Of buying it from yes. like a private person versus just like the domain. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's such oh. a pain. Well, the oh. other thing I wanted to talk about that you mentioned was you didn't say niching down, but it basically it was like be really clear on your product. Like Evie and I are big proponents of finding a niche, honing in on a niche. And I think, especially from a product angle, I think it's so important to either, like you said, have a very clear, like, almost small offering in a sense, or if you have like a lot of variety of products have still a niche of something that's so clear because it's like a a specific lifestyle almost. Like if it's like a boutique shop, like if you're shopping for and you're you're selling clothes and shoes and home bows, home bows. I don't even know where that came from. (laughs) (laughs) I meant like hair bows. That's I think what I was trying to say. I don't even know. Hair bows, whatever. You get the idea. if If you're selling like a bunch of different things, if the styles are like all over the place, it, you're confusing your audience yes. if you want to be known for something specific. So I love that you mentioned that just because I think we talk about niching down and we always, I think, harp on it probably from a service-based perspective, but just it's across the board, y'all. Niche yeah. down. <laughs> it is. And it, it really is so confusing to your audience because they're coming to you for a specific type of product. I mean... I think such a good example is we have a client, Juniper Prince Print Shop, and they sell prints. That's it. They sell art. If you were to yeah. go there and they were all of a sudden selling, you know, something random like hair bows, like you mentioned, yeah. <laughs> their audience would be 
so thrown off. Like this is yeah. not what you're known for. Yeah. 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 I mean, you look at like some of the biggest and most successful companies or brands out there, like um, Away Luggage, they started with like one or two suitcases, I believe. And they have like, even now they have like six, like they don't have 60 um, because it's confusing to their customer. Even now, even within their niche, like they specialize in one or two things. Same with like, um, you know, some of the biggest like mattress companies out there or... um, you know, even like Nike, Nike started with shoes, period. Like, it's like, you have to kind of realize you don't have to do everything when you're starting. Oftentimes it's better to have a clear focus and a very like quality product that you can communicate clearly to a customer base and build that loyalty and build that reputation for excellence with those like one or two, three, four, whatever products. And then from there, slowly begin to expand based on customer's interest. I think a lot of product shop owners though think like quantity, 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 which can help burn you out real fast. (laughs) Absolutely. And I will also say, um, one thing I always try to tell our clients when they don't have a ton of items, their main fear is, what if I sell out? That is literally the best thing that could happen to you. Open up a pre-order. There are so many apps in Shopify for like pre-order or back in stock notifications. That gets people so excited for when you get those products back. So if you want to open up a shop with five products and they sell out, great. That is great. That gives people a hype and excitement. And they don't know if you had five of those or 5,000 of those, you know, no one really knows how many you had to say, Hey, we sold out. They're coming back on this day. That gets people so amped up and ready to buy it. Yeah. I love Mm. that. Oh, so many gems out of this. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm loving it. Okay. So Caitlin, for For the listener who's like, okay, whether they're an established shop owner or just wanting to get into it and they're feeling like excited, empowered, they've gotten a lot of like gems out of this episode, but they're still feeling like, okay, when it comes to design, am I nailing my site or do I need to go talk to Kate and work with her like on on a custom site? Like, do you have something for noticing when your business has grown almost? Because I know you talked about, you know, if your site is crashing or it's loading slowly, but like, is there a stage of growth where it's super beneficial to just like invest in a custom coded site that's going to have full capacity for what you're needing? Yeah, I think so for sure. There's so many different aspects in you know, growth in general that could happen. One of them, maybe you want to offer wholesale and you want to get really clear on where someone's going when they land on your site, retail versus wholesale. That's a really Mm -hmm. big, significant thing that you would need to work with a developer to make sure that people land where they need to when they're on your site, whether they're retail or wholesale. Um, I would also say if you feel like the direction you're going and where you are currently is completely feels different than your site looks at the moment, then I think it's time to kind of rethink where you, what you're doing, rethink your strategy, and maybe start reaching out to a designer and just seeing what you can do to build upon that. Because I think for the most part, what we find is shop owners who've been in business for a year, five years, however long, they start to notice that the way they're showing up on social, the way their products look, their photography looks, doesn't look like the website at all. And our, the words we always hear is it doesn't look professional enough. So I find Mm -hmm. that when you feel like your website doesn't feel professional or it doesn't embody what your brand embodies or the quality of your products, then I think it's time to rethink what your website looks like. Because it could seem so simple, but it's so important. It's literally the storefront. If someone walks into your your physical brick and mortar and they see like a bill of hay and you sell these amazing (laughs) cocktails, they're like, where am I at? This is not not where I'm supposed to be. There's a disconnect. Yes. They're like, I'm in a barn and I thought I was in like a a really great high-end bar, you know? So it's just so important to think of your website as the literal face of your shop. And if it is not encompassing the quality and the professionalism that you and your business have, then I think you need to rethink the whole thing because you're you're pushing people away before they even get a chance to try your product. I mean, I, I personally, I know I've been doing this for so long now. I've been in retail for about 10 or 11 years. And if I walk into a store or I go to a website and I immediately see just like, it looks like they just slapped something together and it looks nothing like it did on Instagram and the products look like quality, but the website doesn't, it throws me off. And I will say in a time where people can throw up a website 
ASAP. You, there are so many scams out there and you yeah. want to make sure that your website looks like it's professional so people yeah. don't feel like they're being scammed, you know? Especially yeah. if your products are a luxury product. Yes, absolutely. Like 100%, 100%. Yeah. I'm also just still in visualizing like cocktails on a hay bale. <laughs> <laughs> like honestly, at this point in pregnancy, I will take whatever I can get. So <laughs> <laughs> I will sit on a hay bale and sip that. Yes. Well, I guess you can't mocktail. when you're pregnant. <laughs> yeah, mocktail. There we go. I love it. Okay. Kate, we love to ask this question kind of to wrap up every interview, but this is kind of just like almost scaling back and giving a broader like vision of, of what you think, but what is the biggest lesson that you've learned in business? Oh my gosh. First off, so many, but I will say (laughs) so many, I could go on, like, give me a whole notebook. I can fill it up. But my biggest one is to trust others and trust myself. Because first Mm. and foremost, you know, I was so nervous to let people in in the beginning and I wanted to do everything myself. And I didn't grow a team until I want to say like year four. And I was so overwhelmed and so busy. And it took time away from me and my family. And I just put too much into it all the time. Mm. Um, And it was so hard for me to let go a little bit at a time. And once I learned to trust other people with my baby, essentially, like it's okay to get help. It's okay to have people jump on a team with you, even if it's on a small scale. Um, that was such a life-changing experience for me. And now I'm able to hand over stuff to my team and, and be okay with that and step away for a week or two and feel at ease, but also learning to trust myself. And yeah. what I mean by that is your gut tells you everything you need. So if you go to hire someone or you are trying to figure out if you can trust someone in business or, you know, manufacturing or whatever it could be, whatever process you're in in your business, your gut's going to give you these red flags. If you feel like it's a red flag, then it is a red flag. And just learning to trust your instincts and your intuition. Mm. Oof, that's powerful. Because I think it's so easy especially when you're getting into a new space, like you're new and getting into business or whatever, it's easy to be like, well, I, I just don't know anything that, you know, my gut must be wrong. I'm, I, I don't know, but the power of like, no, trust your gut, like trust yourself, yes. trust, you know, let go and trust that others can also do it. Like if your gut's saying it's good, like hand it off. <laughs> yes. And you know, to piggyback off of that, that even goes for it. When you get to a point where you want to reach out to a design and development team, listen to your gut. Make sure it's someone you vibe with. Ask the questions in any business situation. Ask every question you need to. The right people will answer every single one of them and they will not hesitate. Yeah. Mm, That's so good. High standards. Mic drop. Yes. Snaps. (laughs) We're here for that. All right, Kate, for everyone who is listening to this and is just like, okay, this woman is incredible. I need to see her work. I need to work with her, whatever that is. Where can everyone find you, connect with you, learn from you, party with you, whatever? (laughs) Yes, I love it. So you can go to our business website. It's lovekate.com, L-O-V-E-K-A-I-T.com or Kate Studio on Instagram. And Kate is spelled K-A-I-T. Amazing. You are incredible, Kate. Thank you so much for coming on and dropping just like a freaking bomb of information today. (laughs) Y'all are so much fun. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, well, it was our pleasure. I feel like (laughs) Chick-fil-A. 